0: Welcome into this special edition of the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. And this um, is a pickup from uh, the show that we did on Tuesday night on the uh, YouTube uh, channel called What's Wrong on Rocky Top? And it's a kind of an in-depth look at the University of Tennessee uh, since winning their national championship in 1998. In this first segment, we're just gonna go back through uh, where Uh, The University of Tennessee uh, football team stacks up in the SEC uh, since 1998. And then in the second segment, we're going to spin that forward to uh, breaking down what challenges could face this team in 2021. Okay, so since 1998, the Tennessee Vols are 158 and 116. That's a winning percentage of fifty seven point seven percent overall in SEC uh, conference games since nineteen ninety eight the balls are eighty six and ninety two winning percentage of forty eight point three percent since nineteen ninety eight the balls have had ten seasons where they've lost five or more games in that season and in the last four seasons, their conference record is ten wins. 24 losses, that's a winning percentage of 29.4%. So why has the road been so rocky for the University of Tennessee and why we're expecting that to continue in 21? This team lost 25 players to the transfer portal, including their top two running backs, a starting offensive tackle, a key reserve on the offensive line. And guys, they've lost five um, key contributing linebackers, including their leading tackler, Henry Oto, uh, who transferred to the University of Alabama. And this team has major question marks on the defensive line from a, both a production standpoint and just a number standpoint. So let's take a look back at twenty. 20 as far as how the balls did under Jeremy Pruitt, uh, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. This team was 12th in points per game last year uh, in an all-conference schedule, averaging just 21.5 points per game. This passing offense was 12th in the conference, only 204.7 yards per game through the air. This team was ninth in rushing in the SEC, coming in at 141.5 yards per game, and they were 11th overall in total offense, with 346.2 yards per game in total offense. Defensively, this team was actually in the middle of the pack in a lot of categories, aside from their points per game allowed. Uh, This team allowed 30 Point one points per game in conference play last year, that was a um, that was seventh. Team gave up a lot of yards passing last year, coming in eleventh in the SEC on defense, allowing two hundred and sixty-five point eight yards per game. So you can imagine a lot of explosive plays made on this Tennessee defense last year. This team was really good against the run. Uh, coming in fifth in the SEC, uh, allowing 141.6 yards per game on the ground to their opponents. And this team was seventh in total defense allowed at 404.4 yards per game. So you fire the defensive-minded head coach and Jeremy Pruitt. You bring in the offensive-minded uh, Josh Heifel who's going to run the air raid. We got a taste of that in the SEC last year with Mike Leach being at um, Mississippi State. So here's what I can tell you about the Tennessee offense and where they will likely be better in 2021. The passing yards per game – I definitely see going, going up with an offensive-minded head coach who's going to put the ball up in the air a lot more than what we saw last year from this team. Expect the yards per game passing to be improved in 2021 versus what we saw last year in 2020. Expect the total offense to be slightly higher um, in 2021. Just with your passing uh, numbers going up, you expect to see that same correlation with the total yards per game. I also ex- expect this team to be uh, able to put up a couple of extra points uh, in their eight conference game. Right now, I'm going to project this offense to finish around 27 uh, points per game in their eight conference games. Now, that's not including uh, their three non-conference games against Bowling Green, against Pitt, and I believe uh, Tennessee Tech to start off the um The season. So, we're just talking about what they're going to do in conference because that's more of an apples to apples comparison um, from 2021 to 2020. However, this team is going to pay a significant price uh, for that offense. And we're going to briefly get into that here in just a moment. In 2020, this defense, like we said, was in the middle of the pack in uh, points uh, points per game allowed and total defense. But that was under a defensive-minded head coach. And with the changing style of offense, you also have to account um, how that's going to impact your defense. So after this quick commercial break, uh, we'll be back to address why we expect this Tennessee defense to not um, show significant improvement. And we're really going to take our time and category each um, of those reasons why we expect the Tennessee uh, defense to struggle here in 2021.
1: The Rebel Walk is your source for the best coverage of Ole Miss sports. You can follow our good friend, Ole Miss Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie, and you can follow The Rebel Walk on Twitter at The Rebel Walk. Be sure to check out their website at www.therebelwalk.com. Head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of our good friend David Walker's book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. This is the incredible story of Walker's demanding, provocative, bitterly fought career, and the most miraculous comeback of all time. Now the hardest fighting fight in Texas Aggie who ever lived reveals his life as the on-field general inside the cold-blooded arena of college football. Join fans now in discovering the most disturbingly fascinating career in NCAA history with the youngster who lived it, including unique stories of a superb high school coach and the all-time game-changers for Aggie football, the Wishbone Gang. Walker is the only college-level quarterback to ever publish a book based on his experiences in amateur athletics, and remains the youngest starting college athlete ever. He held the single-season passing record at Sulphur High for 40 years and the single-game QB rushing record at Texas On for 35 years, a true dual-threat quarterback. Enjoy the flavor of Southwest Louisiana and the adopted Texas swagger in his unique voice as he takes you down a one-of-a-kind path you could never imagine possible in the modern era of college football. In so doing you will uncover what may be the greatest amateur sports story of all time. We are pleased to be partnered with our dear friend Rachel Barbo and her organization I'm Changing the Narrative. The mission of I'm changing the narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as an inspiration for students, professionals, and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion, and platform. Rachel speaks to athletes about taking back the headlines for good, showing them that they have the power to change the narrative and to find their purpose in life outside of their sport. To live lives of purpose, passion, and platform. Just like her inspiration, Alabama and NFL star Kevin Turner did before he succumbed to ALS and CTE. For more information, please visit www.iamchangingthenarrative.org.
0: And welcome back in. And we're going to pick up right where I left off in the opening segment. And that's really category why uh, we expect this Tennessee defense to struggle. So uh, just a quick recap. Remember I said this team lost um, 25 players to uh, the transfer portal. They also lost a couple of additional players for disciplinary reasons. So you're looking at um, not having about 30 uh, players that you were expecting to be on this roster, both whether it's from an offensive defensive standpoint. So let's take a look in depth at the 2020 Tennessee defense. And we're going to look at first up is how many defensive snaps they were on the field. what we're saying is how many offensive plays did their opponents run? So in those 10 games last year, the Tennessee defense was on the field for 699 snaps. That breaks down to a tick below 70 plays per game ran by the offense. Now, if you run that out over a 12-game season, that would have been around 839 uh, snaps per game. Only three games uh, last year did Tennessee opponents run more than 75 plays in a, in a single contest. Now, here's what we know about the Air Raid system. The Air Raid system is designed to run a lot of plays. That means high-volume plays. So when you look at teams like uh, Mike Leach's teams, especially whether it was at Texas Tech or the Washington State, now at Mississippi State, It's about the volume of plays and really trying to wear down your opponent. So you're looking at trying to run also like a Lincoln-Raleigh there in Oklahoma. So you're trying to average 75, 80 plays per game on offense. Now, while your offense is going to run more plays this year, uh, Vols fans, your defense is going to be on the field for more plays. And to give you a really good example of that, let's take a look at, Um, Josh Hypo's former team, UCF, and what their defensive numbers were in 2020. In 10 games last year, the UCF defense was on the field for 794 snaps. That's almost 100 more plays than what Tennessee faced last year. On average, that's about 79.4 plays per game ran by your opponent. You run that out over a 12-game season like we did with Tennessee. The UCF defense was on pace to be on the field for 974 plays. Now, remember I said Tennessee was on pace for 839. Can you see the difference of almost 100 and – let's do some rounding here. 135 at least additional plays. Remember what I said uh, just a moment ago, Tennessee – Um, opponents last year, only ran 75 or more plays three times. Listen to this number here. UCF, against far less opponents, held one opponent under 70 plays, offensive plays, in a single contest. That was Tulane that had 62 plays. Last year, UCF defense was on the field for 80 or more plays in five different games. Two of those contests, they were on the field for 90 plays a game. So when you don't have the kind of depth on your roster, you really can't afford to have your defense exposed to that many plays versus much better caliber um, Opponents now, for comparison's sake, let's take a look at Mike Leach and what his air rate uh, defense if you will, was on the field for last year. Mississippi State was on the field for a total of seven hundred and eighty plays last year now that's still over eighty more plays than um what Tennessee was on the field for, and honestly, it was just a tick below what uh, UCF uh, did last year, about 14, uh, so about really one more play uh, per game, if you will. Here's the difference, though. Mississippi State had a top-five defense last year overall, and they were fourth against the run in SEC play. Four games for Mississippi State last year in 2020. They held um, their opponents to 65 offensive plays in a game, and they only had four games where they were on the field for 80 plays. So you can see where they had a little bit of that balance out, if you will. You're talking about being on the field for 78 plays per game. Like I said, just a tick below where UCF was. So the question that um, I was asked was, so why can't Tennessee's defense – be as good as Mississippi State's. Two very important reasons. We talked about it, um, and we're going to continue to hammer it here in this podcast. Depth on the defense, uh, both from a defensive line and a linebacker uh, standpoint. When you don't have the bodies to rotate in that front seven, it really starts to show in this conference, especially the later you get in SEC play. So uh, Tennessee will face five of the six top rushing offenses in the SEC from 2020. And here's the worst part about it. The way the schedule stacks up, it's going to look like the 27 Yankees. So in week six, the Tennessee Balls will take on South Carolina. Week seven, they'll face Ole Miss. In week eight, they will face Alabama. Get a bye week, and then in week 10, they will face Kentucky. and week 11, uh, they finish off this stretch versus the University of Georgia. Now, we're talking about between October 9th, November 13th. Five games, six weeks. In 2020, the South Carolina Gamecocks were the number six uh, best rushing offense in the Southeastern Conference, and they returned uh, the the top-leading rusher in the SEC from last year in Kevin Harris. The South Carolina offense uh, produced 168 yards per game on the ground. The following week, they faced the top rushing team in the SEC last year, and that is the Ole Miss Rebels. Matt Corral, Jerry, uh, Jerron Ealy, Paris, Snoop, 211 yards per game on the ground is what this Ole Miss team put up last year. and would not be surprised at all if they replicated that number in conference play this year. The next week, there's no let-up. The University of Alabama the fourth-best rushing offense in the SEC last year, coming in at 184 yards per game on the ground. This year, Brian Robertson Jr., a healthy Trey Sanders, and just a stable of running backs that they could ro- rotate in and out. You get the bye week, but no letting up. As Tennessee will face the third best rushing attack in the SEC last year, and that's the Kentucky Wildcats, who in conference play averaged 197 yards per game on the ground. And to close this five-game stretch out, they only get to face the fifth best rushing attack last year in the Georgia Bulldogs coming in last year at 174 yards per game. The only team that they do not face that finished in the top six in rushing last year is the number two rushing team in Texas A&M. That is a gauntlet. And can you imagine if you're a Tennessee fan, your defense, if you should happen to lose any players in fall camp, uh, whether it's for the season or for the first couple of weeks, that's only going to reduce the amount of. Guys that you have to rotate in and out. You're not going to be able to do a lot of live hitting in practice, whether it's in ball camp or especially during the season, because you can't afford to get any guys nicked up um, before game day. So your your tackling is going to suffer. Your depth is already going to be suffering, and it's just going to be extremely difficult for your team to navigate this five-game stretch over those six weeks. want to thank you for listening to this abbreviated um, edition of the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. We definitely wanted to put this on on the podcast for you to listen to. It should come in at around uh, 15, 18 minutes long, so really quick listen. But we wanted to make sure that we did a deep explanation of why we feel this Tennessee defense – could potentially struggle in 2021 and why it's important for head coach Josh Heupel to protect this defense by not fully installing his air raid offense and allow the bodies to replenish in 2021 and start to implement that in future seasons, 2022 and 2023. On behalf of the entire crunch time sports advantage team, summer, Billy, This is Kenneth signing off. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, all aboard.